Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to transform our lives. And this morning I want to begin a series talking about children and the world's changing attitudes towards children and ask if they've affected the way you think about children because there's no doubt they've affected the way the church thinks about children. It's the world has changed dramatically, has it not? You know, we are aware of the technological revolution, the the industrial revolution. We're aware of how technology has changed things, computer, internet, communication, productivity. But have you ever stopped to think how birth control has changed our world? You know, 100 years ago, people weren't asking the question whether or not they should have children. It's kind of like assumed that if you did certain things, you would. And nowadays, if you ask young people at college or high school, even you ask the question about sex and what's its purpose, it's like it doesn't even enter into their mind that it's related to having children. Birth control has changed the way we think about life. It's changed the way we think about family. We're told that it liberates, it has liberated women. Well, liberated them from what? Liberated them from children, liberated them from the family, liberated them to get into the workforce, liberated them to make money, all of these things. And it's assumed that all of these things are good and no one's asking, has this been a good thing or not? Now, perhaps there have been good things in it, no doubt about it. But imagine how it has changed the way we think about life. In my own life, when, when, when I was early married, uh, there's a lot of discussion. Do you want to have children? Because if you bring children into the world, think there might be famine coming. There might be war coming. There might be the, the tribute. They might not get saved, and they might go through the tribulation. They might not get raptured, and they go through the tribulation. Do you want that for your children? Maybe you shouldn't even have children. And of course, today, we hear quite often about how children are expensive. Children take time. Children make you tired. We hear warnings about overpopulation, uh, man-made climate change, man-made global warming. It's caused by people. And there are a lot of people out there that say, don't have children. And of course, they're saying the world's already overpopulated and so forth and so on. And I hear very, very few voices that are positive about bringing children into the world anymore. In fact, it seems like there's only two things going for it are A, it's somehow instinctively within us to want to drive to reproduce and have children and B, it seems more common amongst those people who have religion, whether it's the Christian religion or maybe even other religions, but as our country gets more and more, our culture, our world, not just America, but as the world gets more and more secularized, it seems like there is this disagree, this desire to not have children. Indeed, um, you talk about a war on children or having children, not only has birth control techniques made such a difference, but you look at abortion and you think that in, in our my lifetime, pretty much my adult lifetime, 
There have been 60 million-plus children aborted. Imagine how that would have changed. Imagine if those children had been born, how that would have changed our country, our economy, our world. Imagine how many families that would have changed. My goodness, some of these things are pretty dramatic in our world. And again, I'm I'm just asking the question, has this all been a good thing? No doubt that we see the big driving cultural change in our world today really is the breakdown of the family. And we look in our culture today and we look at the social problems we have, so many of them come back to the breakdown of the family. The number of children born out of wedlock, the number of people with fatherless homes, uh, the, the number of absentee fathers, the number of broken families, and you just think, Is there a connection with all this? And indeed, we'd want to take it a step further, would we not? We'd want to see the breakdown, not only the family, it's coming from a a moving away from what God says the family ought to be, what the Bible says. And as, as culture and society moved away from God, one of the first places we saw it was in how we understand uh, family, how we understand children and how we have understand sex well this is what romans 1 will tell has told us this is what romans 1 tells us we should expect that as they would no longer honor god god gave them over to uh, lust and that their bodies might be dishonored among them and then god gave them over to degrading passions that's don't want to get into that too much right now other than to say this there's been huge cultural changes and my question is how much is it, does it affect you, and how much does it affect the, uh, the church? Now, let's face it. I know the demographic who comes on here, and that would mean that a lot of us, this is kind of beyond where it would you know, make a difference for us personally. And so you might say, what does this have to do with me? Well, you know, we're becoming parents, grandparents, and we can be a voice in the church. And so I want to challenge us with some of these things today. And even if you are beyond the age of childbearing or this week as we talk about aspects of raising children and how to raise them we're all concerned about the next generation i don't care whether you're going to have more children or not yourself we're all concerned about what's happening in our country and the next generation and so we're going to be taking some big picture look at our culture this week and we're also going to be talking about how that can how that we can have a personal influence remember One thing we believe here is the serenity prayer. God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm assuming we all need to keep growing. I'm assuming we all realize there's some things in our culture and in our world that disturb us that we can't make a difference in. We can pray and we give them to God. But they're kind of out of our reach, out of our control. We don't have that much power. But there are other things where we do have great influence, and that is in our own family, in our own circle, our own network, our churches. And uh, and so I'm, I hope you'll listen along with us this week. The point number one I want to make today is what does the Bible say about children? And I mentioned earlier that it seems like the only positive things are religious people are having children. And people who feel that some natural instinctive urge, well, where does that come from? Perhaps it comes from the way God created us. Look at the very first thing God said. This is the very first commandment. When God created Adam and Eve, 
Genesis 1.28, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the, every living thing that moves on the earth. Has this command been rescinded? Did God take this back? Did God say it's already full, no need to, to worry about this one anymore? I don't think so. I really don't. Now, some people say the world's overpopulated. We need fewer and fewer children. I'm not part of that school. I don't believe that. I think the world can always always use more good people. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to raise good people, good children. God God uh, reinstituted or reminded, said this again, when Noah came off the ark, told him the same thing. And I believe God still has us for our day. I really do. I, I don't see where God has removed or said this command no longer applies in our day and our time just because now we have methods of not having children. We have technology that allows you to not have children. We have technology that can prevent conception. And we have the medical technology, shall we say, the after conception has occurred to to not have a child. And I'm not, I don't know that we should, this is affecting us in ways we should be careful and understand and think about, is this godly? Did God want us to go down this path? Has it been a good one or not? There's another verse here I think is very interesting. Psalm 127, verse 3. Behold, Children are a gift of the Lord. I think one translation says blessing. I like both words. Children are a gift or a blessing of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. What's this saying? That children... Are, are from God, they're a reward, they're a gift, they're a blessing. We should look at them that way. We shouldn't look at them, oh, they're expensive, or they're trouble, or they make me tired, or I can't live the life I want to live now, or I can't do some of the things I want to do now, or, you know, they're inconvenience, all of these things that, by the way, sometimes some of those things may be true, but, you know, nothing worthwhile ever comes without a cost. Nothing worthwhile that you'll ever achieve in life ever is, is free, is easy. So God gives us salvation freely, but, but on top of the gift of eternal life, the things that we pursue in life often have challenges. They often have difficulties, and it's in overcoming those challenges. It's in meeting them and, and overcoming them that life gives us fulfillment, that, that we learn how to love that we learn how to, to, to walk in integrity, that we become overcomers. True life is not a life with, of ease without any challenge. True life is not a life that requires no sacrifice. True success in life are people who pursue things, who go after things, face the challenges, and overcome them. Is it a challenge to raise good children? Of course it is. Is it worth taking the challenge? I believe so. Our children, do children cost you money? Yeah, of course they do. You got to feed them, clothe them, house them. You might need a bigger house, might need a bigger car. You might need doctor's bills. Of course, all these things. Is it worth it? Well, scripture says they're a blessing from God. 
And if raised properly, they can be like an arrow in the hand of a warrior. Now, we're in a spiritual battle, my friends. We're in a spiritual warfare, and it's not ended. We may not shoot physical arrows, but God says that our children have the capacity to, make, to, be, to, to be weapons in building the kingdom of God and coming against the domain of darkness. And this is so important because God is, we're pushing back the darkness in our world. We're Christians. We're the light of the world. We're pushing back the darkness. We are, we're expanding the kingdom of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. And indeed, this is what we want our children to do as well. We can see them as arrows as, so in, in the hand of a warrior. Now, Satan realizes this. So he comes after our kids. And boy, no doubt, Satan is coming after our kids in our generation, in our time. And this next few days, week or so, we want to talk about how to protect our children, prepare our children, equip our children, raise our children to be mighty warriors for God. Again, some of you might be a little, it might be a little late, but you got grandchildren and you can pray. You can pray for your kids. You can pray for your grandkids. You can pray for the kids of your church. You can have an influence on the kids within your realm. Remember, the courage to make a change where you can. This is what we pray for. So we'll be talking about that this week. But I want to start today by saying, let's not buy into this idea that children, let's not have them. Christian, I don't, I'm, I'm not buying it. Children are a blessing. God told us to be fruitful and multiply. Is the world a tough place? Are they going to face challenges in our world? No doubt about it. But that's not a reason to say, let's not have them. That wasn't even a question 100 years ago. People weren't asking that. People, their whole idea of how they look at sex now has changed because they've disassociated having sex with having children. And that has radically changed the human population of the world. Has it changed you? Has it changed the way you look at kids, the way you look at life, the way you look at sex, the way you look at, 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 at all of life? I'm going to suggest it's changed you and me and the church and the world more than any of us realize. And we ought to ask ourselves if it's been good. Step back and take a look at your life, your church, and ask this question, these questions. All right? Heavy message today, right? This is not an easy one. This is a, not an easy—these are big questions that affect life. And so let's think about them deeply. Not be defensive, not be argumentative, not judge one another, not judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just raising questions about things that have happened in our culture. We take a look at them and ask, do we want, how do we want them affecting us? Amen? Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We acknowledge children are a gift of the Lord. They're a blessing. They're a reward. We realize, Lord, that sometimes our children have brought us tremendous joy. They've taught us how to love, how to love unconditionally. Sometimes, Lord, they've disappointed us. They've hurt us. Sometimes, Lord, they, they, they don't turn out the way we want, and yet still you've put within us a love. Father, you've taught us, you've taught us so much about how you think about us. We thank you, Lord, for your unconditional love for us. Even sometimes we disappoint you. And we haven't, maybe haven't turned out the way you, you wished. And yet you love us 
and you're generous and you're good. And there's something, Father, that we understand about you and your nature that it's really hard to know if, if uh, we learn it through becoming a father or mother of our own. We bless you today, Lord. Father, I pray today for each one of us that we would think right about this area of children, that we would make sure that our minds are not, our values haven't been uh, distracted or defiled or moved astray or, or gotten off track because of the world and what the world offers. And I pray this for the church. I pray it, Lord, for our children and our grandchildren. Help us to be thinking right about even having children. And this week, as we talk about how to raise children and what is our role as parents and grandparents, give us great wisdom. We pray, O Father, for our own offspring. Every one of them would know Jesus Christ. Everyone would be saved. Everyone would be filled with the Spirit. Everyone would walk in the ways of God. Everyone would be a disciple. Everyone would be fruitful. Everyone would be all that you want them to be. And we pray you'd protect them from all the attacks of the evil one and his desires to to destroy their lives. We know there's a target on their back. And we pray, Lord, you'd lead them not into temptation. Deliver them from evil, we ask. We pray these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we love, and we dedicate our children and our grandchildren to you. They belong to you. We give them gladly to you. We're stewards of them. Teach us this week how to be good stewards of the lives you've entrusted to us. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. As we get in the Word of God, talk about it and how it affects our lives. We talk about important things here. This channel is not for, dare I say, wimpy Christians. I I come here and I'm not. I don't water things down to make it make it palatable, to make it easy. Sometimes we say things here that are difficult, but but you know we're, we want to grow. We want to be the people God wants us to be. We want to be a hundredfold Christians. We want to hit the mark. We want to hit the target. We don't want to just kind of be Christians when it's easy. We want to go all in for God. So if that's you, join us every day. Put this in your schedule. Make sure that this daily video becomes part of what you do. I think you'll be blessed by it. I think it'll make you a better person as we get on the Word of God together and pray over it and seek God together. Amen. God bless you. I love you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.